Hello, my name is Janelle, and welcome to the Genuinely Janelle podcast. I believe everyone's stories, including my own, matters. Stories help me gain a better understanding of myself, the world, and connects me with other people. So I hope through the stories of my life and the conversations I have with others, you will one day find the confidence and courage in your voice to share your story. Now, let's hear a story. For today's episode, we are joined by my close friend, Melanie Valoria. And similar to last week's episode with Marielle, Melanie gets to choose today's podcast episode topic. And we're just simply going to go with the flow and just chat like how we normally do. So without further ado, Melanie, please feel free to introduce yourself. So my name is Mel. I use they, them, theirs pronouns. I am the child of immigrants and always been really interested in diasporas, especially being Filipino and knowing that my parents immigrate and then once to the U.S. so how and why people move and then as I've grown older like always really interested in like how people what that means in terms of like big topics like colonialism and imperialism and how that you know really just affects everything that I do Mm -hmm. because like systemic injustice is a big thing and this year I think we've had a lot of that kind of come to surface again in a very unique way than when Black Lives Matter started like in the time of uh, Trayvon Martin. What I really like about your intro is how you share your pronouns and then you share like what your interests are because I've come to realize that post-grad it's kind of hard to introduce yourself in a way because with school it was always like name year major one fun fact and that was just kind of your elevator speech in a sense but then (laughs) but then now post-grad life it's like okay how do you want to introduce yourself in a way that really aligns with who you are but is short and simple enough for people to grab and I think yours is really perfect (laughs) oh thanks I kind of just just did it right now and I was like oh you're right like just like you says like those are the things that matter to me that I want people to know about me and it wasn't always that way you know like Mm -hmm. it was at one point just like my name and then like what city I'm from and then a fun fact and now it's just like I don't really care so much about the fun fact I'm more just like so much more analytic about society sometimes (laughs) a little you know jaded (laughs) it's okay it's okay and for today's podcast episode topic please share what you chose and why you chose it I want to talk about mental health in the pandemic I think you know I know you Janelle is someone who is really bold in talking about everything um the hard things the easy things the joyful things that give you purpose in life and I think right now you know people need to know that they're not alone and feels like such an isolating you know quote-unquote unprecedented time for us all and that hopefully you know we can get through it and hopefully some coping mechanisms and ways of just like addressing stuff for what it is can be talked about yeah and I really like this topic in general because it's the reality that we all have our own different experiences with mental health and when you presented this topic to me I found it so perfect because I've always wanted to talk about mental health but I just felt like it wasn't right for me to talk only about my experiences even though like my experiences are valid I wanted to be able to create a discussion with with someone else or with other people so that whoever were to listen to my podcast they would understand that there's more to mental health than just what I'm experiencing and that what I'm experiencing you may or may not have experienced it you may experience it on a much difficult level than I have and I just want to be able to bring more than just one lens into it which is why thank you so much for being willing to talk about this because like you said it's it's not an easy topic it's heavy whether people want to acknowledge that it is or not but it is heavy but like you said it is something that's worth mentioning because we do want to make people remember that they're not alone and that even in this time where we have to socially isolate ourselves from everyone it doesn't mean that people should feel even more alone than they already were before this pandemic happened yeah definitely so how would you describe your mental health before the pandemic the transition into this pandemic and how was your mental health now you know i always thought of myself as like pretty self-aware and you know introspective 
active in a way that I constantly like want to understand different behaviors or different responses I have to like an event or an experience, whether that be like a negative physical response to just maybe a sound. Sometimes I've like I've been able to trace that back to, you know, my childhood and like a lot of yelling and fighting within the household. And so I thought I was like pretty aware of it. And then once the pandemic hit, I realized how much I depended on like a sense of order and a routine. So like I remember the first week I didn't have my work computer. So I was using my laptop and I didn't have like a desk set up. And so I was in my bed or in the couch. And that really affected like my posture throughout the week. And it really made me feel sluggish, you know, and then I just realized like how much I need like a routine and like space to really call like my office space. You know, I was lucky enough to be able to like go to work and ask for my work items to take home. And I started creating a different kind of routine. Like I at the beginning, I was like not really getting dressed for work. And then I started getting dressed for work. And then you know, like I live in a like an Asian household. And so everyone has their shoes off. But I have shoes had shoes that I'd saved that I haven't used anywhere yet. So those are like my inside shoes. <laughs> and so that helped me feel like I was going to work made me feel like I was at work. And so it didn't make me feel like I was stuck at home so much, even though that changed as more stuff came up, you know, as like the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor came around, it was just like so much more frustrating to stay at home and not feel like it was safe for me to go out and protest because while I thought it was important, you know, like the pandemic kind of like took a precedent over that. And it was just like really unnerving and like to just feel like I couldn't go out there and do something. But I also like systemically couldn't address it. And those are kind of the things that like fluctuated over time as just things came up and news happened and I had such a more reactive response whereas before it was just like oh it's another day in news whereas now like I have to sit with that news while I sit at home all day and I think that's like really what's changed is like when I would like be curious about something before the pandemic and I was like how does this relate to like my mental health how does this relate to my identity and then now it's just like I have to sit with that thought because I have nowhere else to go mm-hmm, other true. than the grocery store you know yeah so I think those are like the biggest ways in which how I viewed my mental health kind of changed if that makes sense yeah it definitely makes sense and I I want to acknowledge how I empathize with you too and when you're home alone you can't help but just sit with the news especially since the news has been bad for the most part it's just constant bad news but you and I we both like to be educated we like to be aware so it's kind of difficult when you want to know what's going on in your own city around the world but it can be so overwhelming when it's just negative news on top of negative news with like the slight positive news but just like all the negative news keeps building up and that frustration of wanting to be able to go out or systemically address it but then not being Mm. physically able to due to this pandemic and yeah it is frustrating that the pandemic has took a precedent over the social injustices in a sense because now when people talk about okay let's protest well oh I want to protest but I can't because of this pandemic you know but before it was kind of like all right protest I'll see you there but then now it's it's kind of harder to show up because you also want to be safe Mm. yeah and like you know there's also like the criticism of it where like people who don't believe in COVID-19 as like a real thing that's affecting people Mm -hmm. they will criticize protesters and blame protesters for spikes when a lot of the time in the summer the spikes and the protests have more aligned with like uh, the spikes and like 4th of July and like Mm -hmm. other like big holiday weekends you know and so protesters were wrongfully being accused of being the cause for outbreaks when they all were wearing masks even Mm -hmm. though they were in like close vicinity and so there's just like social responsibility you feel for wanting to be at the protest but then if you go you're risking being seen your side of the argument being seen as like oh so these protesters can go out and gather but we can't like go outside without wearing a mask and so there's
there's just like so many more nuances that are so unique to this particular time period, you know? Yeah, when you talk about the nuances, it's it really is interesting. And the fact that you mentioned the different spikes, it's so true that a lot of the criticism was towards protesters. But in reality, a lot of protesters were trying to be as safe as possible. And it was these big weekend holidays, especially living in San Diego. We live really close in proximity to multiple beaches. And when the stay-at-home order lifted, one thing that a lot of people did was go to the beach. The beach is so easily accessible here in San Diego or just in California in general, but mainly in San Diego. And I've seen people literally just not even six feet apart, not wearing masks. It's it, it literally is the scene of just a typical beach day, but people forgetting mm. that COVID is still prevalent in, in our society. Yeah, for sure. And like whenever I've gone, like cause sometimes I'll just want to be outside. I, I'm like, I'm extroverted in a way that I, I would, I want to be around people even if I'm like not actually with any of them. So like I'll intentionally go to the beach by myself so that I can like feel like there's other people around me. But then in the back of my mind, I'm just like, of calculating everyone that's not wearing a mask <laughs> and i'm thinking like I, i'm like double layered in a mask i'm like what are you all doing <laughs> Yeah, then like it's like you kind of feel safe because you're by yourself, but then as like people like walk past you or like as you try to keep your distance, you're just like, wait, there's another person without a mask. Okay, I need to get away. Oh no, there's like another person, and you're just like, okay, like I'm just trying to enjoy the views and I just want to feel some social interaction, but this is kind of getting hard. Exactly, and that's definitely like such a unique way for like my mental health to have shifted, mm -hmm. where I am like literally worried about everyone's health at the same time now. I'm like, I don't want you to get sick. I don't, I don't understand why you're not wearing a mask in a crowded beach, you know, mm -hmm. or I don't want to get sick. Um, and like, you know, I, I'm like not in the medical field. I don't, I don't feel called to do that. And yet right now I just am so overwhelmed by people's irresponsibility mm -hmm. and, you know, the trickle down effect of that is like, I know we will be in this a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, that's like the reality of it as like someone who's just observing numbers and cases and like that affects like how I deal with everything else at home because then I'm like that much more impatient. I'm that much more restless. Mm -hmm. um, I'm that much more able to cope with just having to be at home most of the time um, because I know so many more people are being irresponsible. Yeah, and the fact that you mentioned that you're an extroverted person but extroverted in a way where you don't necessarily have to hang out with people, but you just like being surrounded by people, even if you don't know them. I definitely empathize with that because I'm extroverted in that sense too. That's why this transition from working from home, even though like I'm really blessed that I am able to work from home, first of all, and that I'm able to work at home like with my family, you know, like I, I always have people around, which is great, but I like change in scenery and I also like hanging mm. out with a different variety of people. So it has been hard because I want to hang out with people or I want to go to the beach with people but then the it's like what you said it's the thought that comes through my mind it's I'm not just wanting I'm not just looking out for my own health I'm so concerned and overwhelmed by other people's health like I always think to myself, okay, well, I know I'm wearing a mask, but will I end up bringing it home? Or, oh my gosh, there's so many people, like, I can't be too close to them because I don't want to do something or I don't want to take off my mask right now because I don't want to potentially harm someone else. Like, it's this constant battle in my mind where, like, I want to have that freedom, but... It's frustrating caring about other people who don't care about themselves until something yes. happens to them. Yeah, like I remember the beginning of the pandemic, someone uh, whose campaign I'd worked for was like got COVID and it was just like so jarring for me for people not to understand when I literally like observed as this person like was in the ICU and like for 10 days in like the third week of March and right now people are still arguing about whether or not this was like a planned thing and that it, whether or not it's real and whether or not like it's just a government telling us what to do and I'm like no I have seen so many people in my life like get infected be affected by 
by this, you know? Like, I have a cousin in Canada who got it. His son who lives with him got it. And then, like, I have a cousin in Texas. He and his wife are doctors, and, like, they haven't been able to, like, hug their kids, mm-hmm. you know, because they are in, like, COVID units. And, like, it's so frustrating because I have seen it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it for myself, and it's frustrating that people don't build empathy because you don't have to know someone to, like, really feel for them. Mm-hmm. But so many more people are like individually mindset in a way that like it's not applicable to me and so I don't need to worry about it at all. Yeah, and it's that mindset that really affects my mental health because, mm. well, I just like being empathetic in general and empathize with people who've had experience in COVID because my grandpa got it twice. And the fact that it happened to him, it opened my eyes to the reality that you could literally just be just sitting down and you could just end up getting it because someone passed by you. I refuse to lock myself up indoors this whole time that this has happened. Like, I admit, I've been going out in terms of going out to the park or hiking with my partner like places where there's less people you know like or less of a risk but for me like it just affected my mental health because I can only imagine I was thinking like as I'm out I think about what about those people who can't go out what about those people who work at the hospitals and can't like what you said they can't hug their own kids what about the people who've lost their jobs because of this and because this is going to last for a while what about all the small businesses that are currently struggling like all of these thoughts just constantly run through my mind and it's so frustrating to talk to people who are saying like it's it's not a big deal or don't worry about it it hasn't happened to me and it's like it doesn't like what you said it doesn't have to happen to you for you to care like it doesn't yeah like I don't know how to communicate it to other people which is why for the sake of my mental health I'm just trying to control what I can with like my life and who I interact with and stuff like that yeah for sure and like you said all of those things always run through my mind too you know I'm thinking about like my job and like how it's events based and so like we don't have events right now and so we are losing a significant part of like our cash flow and we don't know when that'll return and it's really stressful you know and like is like there might be a time like six months from now where we don't have like events still and we can't gather in public still and like what that can mean for me and like that time period of six months could be even shorter like you said you only have control of what you can do and right now I can only do like the best job that I can at work but it's in the back of my mind the reality of like events industry is completely falling apart right now Mm -hmm. and that we're a nonprofit organization you know we're not built on like like mass generation of income. It's kind of like a one step at a time thing. And it's just like so bizarre to me that someone's individual like desire to go to a bar frequently, go to a party frequently, host parties frequently. Because I'm sure you've seen like people on your stories, like, you know, your acquaintances, not necessarily your friends or just people that, you know, have been in your life before. And they're just hosting gatherings with so many people, seeing so many people always dining out for food. And, you know, like I admit, like I've also gone out, gone out for food and I do see like you know one or two spare friends but I'm also like super inquisitive like who have you seen who do you see normally like who do they see because I want to make sure like I don't bring that home and Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for like distributing it to the rest of the world either whereas some people only care about like the next party I can go to and the next event I can be at it's just fascinating very frustrating really and it's a lot because the average person I think doesn't think that holistically about the world they are it's more common that someone cares more about their own freedoms and individuality at least in the u.s i i I do want to like oh yes yes for the u.s because we're the only ones still in this position and like Mm -hmm. i feel like anytime we we like remove a restriction every american thinks covid has gone away I can only do so much in terms of convincing people. I can only do so much in terms of like having to have those conversations with people in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's hard. It is, it's jarring because I just like know that like this is going to last longer because of those people. And it, like I'm feeling the weight of that even though I'm not responsible for it because like I do have empathy in that way and like, you know, I want this to end and yeah. so I'm doing what I'm supposed 
supposed to. So like I know you you and I both admit that we do go out, you know, like we don't just stay at home all the time. Like we do go out when we can. Have you had any interactions with friends that wanted to hang out with you, but you've had to say no simply because you just knew that they're like constantly out and about? Like, or have you ever had conversations where you talk to your friends about getting tested or if they've ever gotten tested for COVID? Like have, I feel like we always talk about the problems of COVID, but I don't really hear much of the discussion of is this a comfortable topic to talk about friends where it's like hey are you gonna get tested or I'm sorry but I don't feel safe hanging around with you because you've been here 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 kind of thing you know yeah I mean I think the only people I have like hung out with at my house and like vice versa gone to their house have been my my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and my best friend and so I already know you know that's my my best friend lives with like three other people and I don't know what their habits are but I trust my best friend like tell me if like they know they go out a lot whereas like my boyfriend like might not necessarily know so much every detail of like his friends lives and I have asked which is a hard like it was a really hard topic for us because I would see one of his friends like you know obviously traveling for work Mm -hmm. and I would be like "Mm, I mean they just went to Florida and like Orlando and I was just like have they gotten tested Mm -hmm. and like it was hard because you know for, for my boyfriend and I it was like he felt accused whereas I was more like let's check because there's a pandemic it wasn't an attack on his integrity mm-hmm. although it might have felt like it and then that friend did get tested um, and so I was like okay fine and like you we can and tested negative and like hang out you can hang out with them but I'm much more okay with like seeing just him and like my best friend and my best friend I see like once every two weeks and then there's like one other friend that I see kind of every three weeks and it's always like outdoors mm-hmm. so like the regular exposure really only comes from like my my boyfriend because mm-hmm. I see him like every week and so like that's kind of how I've navigated it and again like a lot of like the need to like see other people is like offset by how many people I live with at my house so like I live with three other people that's a lot of social interaction already I have like someone to go to groceries with I have someone to cook with I have mm-hmm. someone to like watch tv with like we'll take walks around our neighborhood with and so like I, that's a privilege you know I realize like right now basically like I don't need to see more people because I already see like a diverse group of people at home Um, but definitely been hard to like navigate that especially with my boyfriend who wants to see other people other than his house and like I think you know we've learned a lot in being able to communicate like in a non-interrogational way in like way that like we're clearly like we kind of look at our friends like social medias and kind of see where they've been and stuff. The reason why I think it's so important for people to talk about COVID especially if they've been diagnosed with it is so that it's so much easier to do contact tracing a lot of times the people who i've known that have gotten covid the one question i first ask them is obviously how are like are they okay but then the second question i ask them is do they know where they got it from and nine out of ten they always say i don't know but it could be this and it's and it's and it's that thing the fact that they don't even know where they got it from to me it's like this is why it's so important to share that you did get it so that any person you've interacted within the possible time frame it happened can get themselves checked so that like it kind of like narrows the map to figure out where where it stemmed from like that Mm -hmm. happens in mental health also and just like being able to talk about like unhealthy conversations you have with yourself and like how that's rooted in different things from your past within like the idea of stigmatizing certain topics it's like why shouldn't people be able to talk about their feelings why shouldn't people be allowed to express that they feel alone in this time and that they feel restless and that's like you know exacerbated by people being irresponsible while you're being responsible and doing your part back in March like the prediction was that more than 70% of like the population going to have it in Mm -hmm. some way or another it doesn't mean in the next year but like within our lifetimes as like this becomes like a normal like quote-unquote normal part of the things that we're exposed to Mm -hmm. like 70% of people are gonna have COVID and I think people don't get that because they think this is just gonna go away and then also people don't realize that this virus has been created out of like our habit and our like resistance and like our medicines and so something much stronger has now been created by like biology because we've resisted so many more different things and so it's gonna be here a lot longer than people realize and like lifelong effects of it are gonna be like all over the place too i've had to tell people no like i can't hang out with them in person like i've actually had to set that boundary or i've had to 
ask people to get tested or I've had to space out hangouts with people because I've seen through their stories that they've hung out with like family at the beach or they've hung out with other people, groups of people, and I specifically strategically choose to hang out with them after a couple of weeks because I know they've exposed themselves to a larger group and and it affects my mental health in a way because it's kind of like back to what we talked about like why is it that we care so much whereas some other people don't and by kind of strategizing who I'm going to spend time with or like how often am I going to talk to this person or I have to say no to this person or I have to find ways to just FaceTime with this person it's like the thing that goes back in my mind is I'm doing this not just for my health but I'm also doing it for you I'm doing it so that we don't expose one another I'm doing it so that you don't potentially increase your risk of doing it so I don't get sick and but people just see it as like oh Janelle doesn't want to hang out with me but then she goes out or oh Janelle like doesn't want to hang out with this group like yeah like one of my guy friends I had to like I don't know if they're gonna listen to this but if they are like this is the tea (laughs) so basically like I still hang out with my group of guy best friends there's about five or six of us in our group but when before COVID happened we would hang out every week because that was just our thing you know it was mostly just watching a movie at amc but then when covid happened our hangouts really just were in a sense at first non-existent but then the social part of me still wanted to see people while also being smart about it so we would hang out and there was a point where after we had a picnic together we talked about um potentially traveling up to Irvine or to LA or to just quote unquote wherever the wind takes us because you know we just (laughs) wanted to have fun and at first I was super down because everyone knows me like I'm just down in general but then when I came home and I really sat with myself about it and like I spent time with my partner and I was like talking to my friend Natalie whose house I go to to record podcasts I thought about it and I thought how selfish it would be for me to just go out to a completely different city especially Orange County since there's a lot of cases there like how selfish of it would be for me intentionally go to those areas knowing that I'm going to increase my risk especially since this is a group of like five people you know like I don't know who they hung out with prior to like the planned hangout so it's like the risk just further increases and I had to tell them through our group text that I just didn't feel safe or comfortable going and in the group chat they were like okay yeah we respect your decision like we wouldn't force you to do anything you don't want to do and for the longest time it was like really affecting my mental health because I was worried about talking about it with them like I was worried about the backlash I was worried about them calling me out I was worried about like maybe they don't want to hang out with me anymore but then I realized like no in order for me to really honor my mental health as well as my physical health and the health of others I needed to be able to communicate that boundary with them and then if at that point they weren't going to respect it then that just gave me more of a reason to set a boundary to hang out with them amidst this pandemic yeah and that's hard because like you know that's like your closest group like that's like the circle you would see every week and like every week is a lot you know for like a young professional to like see the same group of like six of you and like there's a lot of history there's a lot of context and like there's almost like a being wary of stepping on at first because this is so new right like all of this is like so new to us and like navigating it is like not just expressing boundaries it's like you're navigating a pandemic Mm -hmm. like you're navigating like a virus we've never seen before like a world in which we have never seen before and like we'll never see in this way again you know Mm -hmm. like everything for me has shifted in like how much time I want to spend with anybody let alone like who and who I can trust to like be as responsible as I am and they're not they're not easy conversations yeah they're not easy for sure at all but I think that's what I really like about the friendships that I do have because even if it's not an easy conversation we all have this mutual understanding that it's a necessary conversation to have that if we want to preserve our friendship if we want to strengthen our friendship if we really value each other as friends that we need to talk about this because if we just brush it off under the rug, eventually it's going to blow up in our faces later. So as uncomfortable or even though it will create discomfort, like let's just talk about it now and just air everything out so that there's no resentment, there's no grudge, there's no like harboring feelings as the days go on. Like let's just address the issue like now or if you're not ready now, then let us know when you're ready 
and we'll have a cup of patience for you. And I was like just thinking right now that um, someone I see, like my best friend, like he sees his family and I realize like I'm not inquiring so much about his family's like behavior. I'm just trusting that like he's being safe around them. But if he's seeing his family, that's kind of a lot of people to expose myself to because you know, that's just like more households, basically, you know? Mm -hmm. So now I'm just like, oh, I might have to have another one of these conversations. <laughs> we shouldn't feel shame for wanting to take precautionary measures, especially since this is, since especially since we're also trying to figure out exactly how to navigate through this. And we're also trying to figure out how long the situation's going to last. Like, I like to be as prepared as possible rather than reacting when it happens it's so hard mm -hmm. to really find a positive place which is why it's so important to take time to try to do that it's it's that's why like mental health is such an important thing to talk about amidst this pandemic because we admit and we fully acknowledge that there's so much bad going on in the world but then we also need to do our part to realize what we can control and then take a step back maybe take two date like take two steps back but then also kind of figure out all right how am I going to react to these situations? How am I going to move forward knowing these situations exist? Like, what can I do on my end? Like, that will give me peace. And that's really all we can do. Like, that's like the best that we can do so far for ourselves and our mental health. Yeah, totally. And like, you know, I think for me, something that I thought about a couple of years ago is that, you know, people pursue happiness, but happiness is fleeting. And I would much rather like pursue being present and mindful and being content and contentment doesn't mean happiness. You know, it's contentment is like acknowledging what is and what is can be all it's like all parts of a pie. Some of it can be good. Mm -hmm. Some of it can be delicious. Some of it can be like not so great. And I think that's like the perspective more and more people really need to like look at mm -hmm. is that you will always be components of sadness and joy and like you have to be able to sit with all of it, you mm -hmm. know, and like there's a lot happening right now. And like what is within our reach, you know, like within my personal control is like taking care of myself, mm -hmm. like having small promises to get up when I'm supposed to. And like my morning goal is to just like feed myself breakfast, mm -hmm. you know, before I go to work. And then sometimes it's like being able to chat with my roommates like in the hallway and like having like a, little, a, a micro interaction that seems like like things are normal you know mm -hmm. um sometimes it's exercising sometimes it's watching a show sometimes it's taking myself out for a walk because i've been home for like 24 hours maybe 48 hours <laughs> and then realizing i haven't left my house and i think there's like a balance to finding finding joy and then finding inspiration from all these movements that are happening and then also just also like admitting that it sucks and like that it's okay that shit sucks right now mm -hmm. um and uh i'll do this in honor of my roommate like that it's like it's okay not to be okay i think when people talk about wanting to be happy they're not looking to necessarily be happy they're looking for that source that will give them happiness mm. but when you think about contentment and joy it's more internal it's something that you have to figure out for yourself that you have to define for yourself that you have to in a sense kind of create for yourself with what you have yeah for sure and like focusing on like this moment is hard because this moment is hard yeah, I think that's like the main thing that people like I hope that through this episode people realize that when we talk about mental health amidst the pandemic, it's not like a oh yeah, this sucks and like be but this sucks, but you need to be happy. It's more like no, this sucks and we both know it sucks and we're going to acknowledge that's gonna probably suck for a while. But at the yes. same time, like what you said, Malik, it's gonna suck and for a while but let's not let this negativity consume us and i'm not telling you to be happy 24 7 or that you need to disregard all this negativity it's more about this is not going away for a while so now what are you going to do to give yourself peace to find peace to find contentment to find joy and i think that's like the main part that i'm getting from this collaboration is just like kind of talking things out to really figure out what works for us respectively you know 
So like, what are some things that you've done amidst this pandemic? And if this pandemic were to continue next year, what are some things that you plan on doing to really maintain and preserve as well as strengthen your mental health? For me, I end up being the planner of my friend groups. And like, I end up being the planner within my household. And I like, I got an Airbnb for myself in San Diego, where we live, just so I could, like, I would only have to worry about myself, you know, Mm -hmm. I only needed to move around, like, the Airbnb for myself, I didn't have to adjust to anybody's like spatial needs, um, or coordinate with somebody else to do things with them. And I think that was like something that really helped me is to like, make no plans and to really just focus on me. You know, make no plans with anybody else but myself. Um, And assuming that I have a job, you know, I would like to be able to do that Um, and to create that intentional space where I'm completely alone and that I'm just basically taking care of my only my needs, Mm -hmm. only my need to like cook for myself, only my need to go out for a walk Um, as much as like I appreciate having the company at my house, you know. And something I picked up during the pandemic was biking because it's something that I can do relatively like distant from people. Mm-hmm. Like I can pick an area in San Diego, um, have a bike lane, you know, not have to be on a sidewalk um, and then feel safe enough to be on like that bike lane versus the road. And, you know, that's something again, like that's really just focused on me and my mental health and like my, my physical well-being. But honestly, it allows me to be around people without having to be anywhere near six feet of people. (laughs) Um, I can be like 20 feet away from like a group of people and I'll still feel safe because like I know I'm not going to get like sick that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also allows me like the explorative side of me to like feel like I'm going somewhere without really going anywhere. You know, like I bike, like the mo- the average I bike would be like, you know, between five and 10 miles, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that's not that far. It's just, it makes me feel like I'm going somewhere in a time in which I can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think small things like that, you know, just giving space for myself mm-hmm. and like finding finding joy in like a simple activity um that kind of takes the space of like something in normal you know like for me it would be like like I love like those big neighborhood block parties Mm -hmm. um where it's just like street fairs right Mm -hmm. like those are like my favorite events and like coming to San Diego and like having so many different neighborhoods that have access to like close streets down have a lot of farmers like that we can support and a lot of like artisanal like crafts that you can support like that was one of my favorite ways to like be around people support local goods get things for myself and like now I'm just like like trying to find what me what what is where can I find that same experience Mm -hmm. like by being safe the stuff that you talked about in terms of like just what you're doing uh, to maintain, preserve, and strengthen your mental health, it actually like makes me think about the stuff that I'm doing. And like what really stood out to me about what you said is the small promises. And you and I have talked about this before, but I really like mm-hmm. how you mentioned small promises because oftentimes, just as individuals, we like to set those big goals whether it be at the beginning of the year or we have like big mid-year goals. Like we always have these big goals, right? That we have for ourselves. But amidst this pandemic, it's kind of hard to see our big goals turn into a reality just because of how life is even more unpredictable now, which is why I really like your concept of making small promises because it reminds me that I may not have made progress on my big goal, but there are still small promises I can make that I can realistically complete. As you know, like I'm very extroverted. I'm very social. Like I like going out. Like if this pandemic wasn't happening, I'd be going to like events, concerts, traveling. I'd be going to like LA every other weekend. But it's really humbled me to realize that I also need, as great as those extra stuff is to be able to go out, it's also really important to just figure out smaller ways to take care of my mental health and to really ask myself, what am I doing genuinely to prioritize myself and really take care of myself so that I'm not burning out or so that I'm not overcommitting or so that, you know, I'm just overall content and not constantly stressed on top of the stress I'm already feeling with all the stuff that's going on in this world. Yeah, totally. Like, I appreciate you sharing that. Like, it's it's a lot, you know, and I think we underestimate 
how much a change something can affect us. For example, drinking enough water or getting through all of your like meal prep meals, right? And how that can affect like your finances and what you have money, like what you have, you have capacity to like spend on instead um, or that your overall health is better because of like being able to drink water um, will affect like the energy you have throughout the day to be productive in other parts or, you know, having a normal sleep schedule can really help with your energy you know, and like your motivations to want to talk, interact with people. Um, I think something else that I've been doing in, instead of like hanging out with friends is like planning board game nights or uh, my book club that mm -hmm. like I invite you to and like how you can still cultivate relationships with new people, integrating them into another like group of friends, mm -hmm. um, all being like physically apart and distant from each other and you just have to be creative with it because the relationships and experiences you want to cultivate, you'll find a way if you really want them in your life. And right now, it's like more important than ever for us to do that in like a, an intentionally responsible way as a response to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. What I love about you inviting me is like, it, it's really cool because it, it gives me this reassurance that even though we obviously would prefer or idealistically we would love to hang out in person there's other ways that we can hang out and that we can connect and it's true like if we really wanted to make it work we'd find a way to make it work that's why through the initiative that you've put into integrating me into your hangouts with your other friends like it really motivates me to want to do the same you know with my friends like really put initiative where like I know we can't hang out in person, but this is another way that we can hang out. And now it's just up to you if you want to. Like, I get it. You don't have to because we're in a pandemic and we're all facing certain things. But, you know, if you are missing that social aspect, there's still ways we can be social. And, yeah, that's why I really appreciate you. And I'm like, really, like, I really love that you invited me to these kinds of things. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, you know, like we all have different like capacities week by week and day by day, hour by hour. And... Mm -hmm that's part of like really like listening to yourself you know you have to listen to yourself to like become the best version that you want to be mm -hmm. um and that means saying no to people sometimes so that you can say yes to yourself and your needs mm -hmm. um yeah it's so much easier to say yes to other people than yes to yourself that is the biggest lesson i've learned <laughs> throughout this whole pandemic in regards to mental health that I think when we transitioned into this pandemic, you know, from working into an office to working from home, I was always, in my mind, I was so caught up with how can I still say yes to these people? You know, like how can I still say yes to my family who wants to go out? How can I still say yes to my friends who still want to hang out? Like how can I still say yes to going out of San Diego? But then I realized that as much as I want to say yes, I don't have to especially if it's going to compromise either my values, my health, or just my overall just well-being, like that it was okay for me to say no. And even though I don't necessarily have to explain myself, being able to explain myself or being able comfortable enough to explain myself really made me feel even more confident in being able to communicate it with my friends. And what I really appreciate too is like what you said that you know, like sometimes we just need to take care, like we just need to do what we got to do to take care of ourselves. And you know already that I had to take mental health breaks or like I needed to step aside from commitments that I've made because I just wasn't physically feeling well. Like my head was hurting, my eyes was hurting, like I just wasn't in the right state. And then finding out people passed away, like I just wasn't in the right state and being able to communicate it with you and other friends. And then the response to it was just so respectful and just so understanding and the fact that you and other friends like checked up on me after the fact it felt really reassuring of the friendships that I have and it made me feel even more reassured that this pandemic kind of isolates us in a way but it brings me more it brings me much closer to to other people as well like it really brings us closer as friends because it really shows that 
we value enough we value one another enough to try to still invite one another or we value one another enough to respect the boundaries or the fact that we have mental health days you know like i just i like that we're able to communicate that with each other yeah i I do too like it goes without saying that like being able to express boundaries shouldn't be an ultimatum situation Mm -hmm. it should be like you know a level of understanding each other respecting each other and then finding like the compromise that works you know Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that you needed to take a break um, and that you needed to postpone. And, you know, I also understand that, like, if this were to become a pattern, I'm not saying it is. I'm just, like, saying, right, like, mm-hmm. like I will address that because I want to respect a relationship in a way that, like, is fair. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to base off, like, our friendship off of one incident. Mm-hmm. I will, like, see it as a whole. Mm-hmm. And if, like, a pattern's occurring, then I'll, like, check in and ask. And hopefully we can, like, find a better medium, you know. And, like, the people who are worth, like, your time will always be able to work that out with you, mm-hmm. you know. And the people who aren't, like, will only have the capacity to, like, do what's best for them and not for you as people. You know what? I really like that you said that because it really ties ties in with my episode about accountability like accountability is not meant to be an attack and like i like what you perf- like what you just said um that uh, you know having those like setting boundaries shouldn't be an ultimatum and like with what you said like if this were to be a repeating pattern you know like if i were to have mental health days or if i were to like cancel on plans on you like repeatedly the fact that you said you would talk to me about it that in itself just shows me how much you value our friendship because you're not afraid to put me accountable not in an attacking way but just to try to see like where we're at what's going on how can we like what you said reach a compromise so that we both you know are being respected and honored and that's what i really like and i'm really appreciative of our friendship because i don't think whoever will listen to this podcast episode i don't think they know like that we have been friends for the longest time through social media like we followed each other mutually on social media but it wasn't until almost a year ago because i think it was in october less than a a year ago yeah yeah because it was in october because i still remember because i sent those pictures to the person who is now my partner (laughs) 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 so if you're listening to this you know who you are but basically like i still remember like when you and i were doing that photo shoot that like spontaneous photo shoot at Balboa Park I remember that was the first time we actually met each other in person and that was Mm -hmm. the first time we've actually had a conversation with each other in person and in that moment we were already being vulnerable with what we were going through with work um, our respective partners I even told you about how like the person who I'm with now like this is a potential person that I could see myself with like I remember talking to you about that yeah and then just and then we obviously had plans to hang out with each other in person again but then this pandemic happened of course which just completely just threw us off but the fact that we're still able to communicate and support each other and encourage one another amidst this pandemic I'm just really thankful for you because you've helped me realize that if a person or if a friendship or if a relationship really does matter to you you will find a way and I'm not saying you'll find a way immediately but you'll find a way to make things work and you'll find a way to communicate it with each other too to find a compromise to make things work i'm super grateful for you because i'm always under the impression that you know we shouldn't give up or like be wary of reaching out to people just because we have never like interacted with them Mm -hmm. and i think it's a great way to like kind of close this out by telling everyone that like we have known each other for like a year (laughs) (laughs) basically like we've hung out in person once and for like maybe three or four years before that, we've been in like an org in which we were both heavily involved with. So like we knew of each other, mm-hmm. but like we didn't hang out just one-on-one until last fall in 2019. And I just knew from like what you posted on social media, you know, you were not like someone that hid who they were mm-hmm. and like you were someone who's willing to be vulnerable. And you like shared like similar thoughts and opinions on like social justice issues that I care about. And that's why 
I thought it was worthwhile to reach out to you and try to cultivate like a friendship. And I'm really glad like, you know, you were open to that Mm -hmm. and that you have been, you know, and that like now I get to be like on your podcast (laughs) and that I got to take photos of you last year, you know, and like that's just one way in which you approach things with like fearless growth and like just this level of knowing what you want. And then if you know someone kind of has the same level, Mm -hmm. like you are, you, we get that about each other I think and yeah. that's what I'm really thankful for is like the the uniqueness in our drive and that we obviously want to be the type of people that hold each other accountable mm-hmm. and that are there for each other that call each other out or in to a conversation right and then mm-hmm. are willing to have these hard talks yeah and like that's why I'm really excited just for how much more our friendship is going to grow because I have a feeling that people who listen to this episode from the very beginning they probably have this impression like wow they've been friends for like such a long time they can have this deep discussion like they're able to just talk about all these hard topics because they've like known each other and they feel comfortable with each other but like that's the thing about us you and I as individuals like we like to just genuinely socialize with people and of course we're mindful of who we exert our energy to but I think what works with our friendship is that even from afar when we were just mutually following each other we already vibed with each other which is why Mm -hmm. when we physically met with each other I didn't feel like there was any real awkward moments aside from me just posing because I don't know how to pose (laughs) but aside from that it really just felt so fluid and the fact that we were able to talk about certain topics on that day we were just willing to just be open with one another I really like how unique it was for us to just be able to do that from the very get-go like it was kind of like oh yeah we've been friends like we've known each other but let's just talk about some deep stuff right now like that's kind of just how we like transitioned when we when we met last year yeah it was like how do you feel about your job really and like how is your love life really yeah (laughs) but then what I like about it is like we always said okay let's talk about something deeper if you're comfortable like if it's okay with you yeah as in you as you mentioned in like your previous podcast like I am really big on consent just as much as I am like you know wanting to inquire and like wanting to understand and like have empathy for people like Mm -hmm. you know they need to be willing to share that and that's super important yeah and that's why like I'm just really thankful in general just for you like being willing to collaborate with me on this podcast amidst this pandemic it's hard to socialize with people because all of a sudden you hear people's different perspectives and then people don't want to associate with other people or people think that friendships like don't exist anymore if you're not able to physically hang out but like what mel said and before if you really value the relationships you'll do what it takes to make it work and in the same way for your mental health if you don't want to be in such a negative place you have to put the hard work the soul work the overall hard work to find what's going to work out for you mel and i are not your gatekeepers we are not here to kind of give you a one all like this is going to solve your mental health issues instead this is just more of a discussion to help everyone realize that mel and i are just as human as you all are and experiencing mental health issues and if you want to have a discussion about it we're more than willing to be people that you can go to but you also have to realize too that it's up to you on your end to do the work to figure out what works for you so that you can navigate through this pandemic like alongside us rather than you depending on other people to kind of figure it out for you yeah that was beautiful before we officially cut this is there any last things that you want to say like any words of wisdom any motivational encouraging things and then also feel free to drop any of your social medias too that you want people to connect you with cool yeah, I guess my handle is at ML Valoria, M L V I L O R I A. And so you can find me for stuff. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm also like queer and non binary and, and like willing to have discourse on those topics too. As much as I am like about mental health or being an immigrant, being a person of color, navigating those parts of my identity. And I think just like in terms of this topic and what this means in this particular time is that you know like Janelle said like remember that you're human and remember that you're allowed to like feel like shit and that 
you have yourself to keep accountable of as much as there are external factors like weighing in on you and which is great you know if you're worried about like the environment and if you're worried about like black lives constantly being murdered at a disproportional rate like that's those are important but just know that you're not alone in this and that you do have a responsibility to heal as things come up in your life and that life isn't pursuing happiness but it's pursuing like accepting all pieces of you thank you so much for allocating time in your day to listen to this episode i look forward to sharing another story of mine in the next episode stay tuned and in the meantime i hope you have a relaxing and productive day